0: Everybody, welcome to Lesbros Does Up Podcast, (laughs) or whatever we're calling it exactly. This is episode, technically I'm going to say episode two, even though we have some because that's the uploading. So episode two existing now on this. Uh, Oof, yeah. Double checking a couple of things here as I'm getting things normalized on it.
1: figuring things out. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. Anyway. Uh, how are you doing today, Christina?
1: Sean, did you know that all swans in England are owned by the Queen?
0: Protect your swans, people. Yeah, Else if, the Queen if, might come and get if, them.
1: If, if, if there's an unknown swan in open waters in England or Wales, it is the Queen's property.
0: Are you a swan in unknown Queenland?
1: No. <laughs>
0: um,
1: it was, uh, this started in medieval times, though, because uh, swans were like a delicacy meant for the wealthy to eat. So it was to keep peasants from uh, eating swans.
0: Have you ever eaten a swan, Christina?
1: I haven't, and I don't think I want to.
0: I've had goose before, so...
1: I don't think I want to try had that goose.
0: It was, It's It's drier. It, it's not bad. Like, goose isn't, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm going to set out and eat goose. <laughs> I think, you know... Chicken or turkey is going to be my bird of choice. Fair. Pheasant's pretty good, but it's really rich. Eat too much of that, and you're just like, oh, I feel sick. <laughs> but that's That's, I think, the extent of my bird-eating skills, I guess.
1: Yeah, I don't think I really have much diversity in the bird-eating range of yeah. chicken, turkey. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, you know, this is the part of the podcast where we talk about eating birds. No, yeah. actually... uh, <laughs> We like to introduce and talk into our podcast and begin by just talking about what we watched in the previous week, or what we consumed, what media our eyeballs ate, <laughs> and just devoured up. Uh, so, Christina, what have your eyeballs been devouring this week?
1: Okay, so, do we want to start off with the big thing that we're going to go on a tangent with, or at least I'm going to go on a tangent with. How
0: many things have you been devouring this week?
1: Um... You know, I don't think really anything new besides, like, I'm reading a book series that I read before that I didn't talk about last week, Um, and it's called The Selection Series, and I've read it a couple times, actually quite a few times since, like, seventh grade. It's, like, like one of my guilty pleasures is this series, and I heard that they're making a movie on it, and I don't know how I feel about that, because, like, I like it, but I don't know that I want other people to like it.
0: (laughs) You want, oh, you want it to be like, I, like, I liked I mean, it before it was cool? No,
1: it's not that Hipster I, Christina? Oh, God, no. It's, it's not something anyone could call, like, a hipster kind of thing. But it's just, it's something Anything that I liked. having. Oh, my God, don't call me hipster. Um, I, it's something that I liked having to myself was this series. And, like, because I didn't know anybody else who read it. And if I looked it up online, like, trying to find a fan base, you couldn't find one. Like, years ago, I couldn't find one. Now there is for some reason. All of a sudden, within the past year or two, there's. This series, I've read it since 7th grade So it's been out for a while But all of a sudden within the past year or two There's now like a fandom on Twitter and Tumblr and everything Hmm. Which I don't know why All of a sudden
0: And what was it called again?
1: The Selection Series
0: The Selection Series Alrighty.
1: It's not a great series, but I've always enjoyed it, and I've read it several times.
0: Is it uh, meant for more like? Uh, it's a
1: young adult uh, romance
0: YA type. Series. Okay, so YA. It's Ooh.
1: like one of the first romance books that I could actually stand to read because when I was younger, I didn't like romance books. Oh, well, I would only read like fantasy. Like they right. annoyed me. Um, ah, just... so you
0: only wanted your romance in the fantasy novels, <laughs> yeah? It. Real life romance. <laughs> Give me some fairies and magic yeah. <laughs> and. If you're not Fighting a dragon for the love of your life doesn't really count. <laughs> Fair. Uh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I, I, I'll it's, eat it's, it's, eat up YA. Uh, yeah. a, a good, a good YA. I enjoy a good good YA novel. That, yeah. I mean. Don't get me wrong It gets a um, It can sometimes Get a bad rap Because Some of it is not Well written Yeah uh, But like That's in any genre Or yeah. any audience But a lot y. of YA
1: has its But It says like Regular adult like mm-hmm.
0: books Everything too. has its thing yeah. And and I think the thing About YA Is that it has allowed A lot of authors To experiment in recently Because I say recently I mean you know 20 plus years You know Right you know, uh, But You see a lot more Of differentiation uh, From what was normal in a lot of novels so
1: I can see a lot more gay characters in YA than I can in like other books
0: that's fair that's fair. All right. What is the other thing that your uh, eyes uh, <laughs> devoured up and screamed so, with excitement and joy?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I texted you at like 3 a.m. when I watched this. It was um, 3 a.m. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So, spoiler alert for anybody who's not seen the latest episode of the Harley Quinn animated series. That's why right, we're uh, talking where, about where the
0: can you series. Yeah. Where series. can you get yeah. that? Where can you get that? Uh, <laughs> that Harley Quinn animated series, Christina.
1: You can find it on the DC streaming service. We are not sponsored, but I feel like we should be at
0: this point. Uh, here are our shameless plug for the DC streaming service. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh,
1: They're gonna pay me. Put your bucks uh, where
0: DC wants them. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, this is this the this isn't the season finale. No, that's... no,
1: it's the seventh episode. Okay, so yeah, which I've been kind of waiting for because like the creators teased. On Twitter, they teased about about something maybe happening between Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy this season. They were like, "Um, just watch out for episode 7. They wouldn't say exactly what or anything, of course, like they're not gonna. But they were like, just watch out for episode 7. And it didn't occur to me that, oh, this week was episode 7. So I went on Twitter the other day, and the day that it got released, and I got spoiled to not one, but two summer kisses from two different shows on one day. And I was like, mother... But, uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it happens at the end of the episode. I'm just going to go through and walk you through this because if you haven't watched it, too late. Uh, so,
0: epic spoiler alert here, slash. Yes. Um,
1: <laughs> epic spoiler alert.
0: We'll see, uh, you know. Uh, but yes, uh, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy are a yes. thing.
1: Yes. Okay, so Poison Ivy is engaged to Kite Man in the series, right? N, which hes lame, so I don't really care about I mean
0: him. his name is kite man so
1: yeah he, if
0: you had your superhero like, name and you're like Phew, what ordinary a random kite. That's I know one. what ordinary random children's object should I name my uh, my my superhero persona after <laughs> Got it. Kite Man. Kite Man. Lego Man was already taken. (laughs) Lego
1: Man was valid.
0: (laughs) Barbie Doll was...
1: (laughs) So, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy got captured, and they get taken to this prison that Bane runs, which actually, this prison was really amusing to watch, because it's just this pit in the ground, and Bane's like, we're going for rehabilitation here. We're going to teach you how to put your uh, murderous... uh, urges into something productive. So he's killer Croc drawing paint. He had like a talent show going that he had uh, George Lopez 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 Lopez. George I Lopez Lopez? <laughs> Shut
0: up. George Lopez, you know of the George Lopez show.
1: Yeah, I know. Okay, George Lopez came in for the show, and, like, he did the part of a talent and, like, he, his whole, Bane's whole thing is, like, emotional rehabilitation and, like, re, you know, actually, like, rehabilitating this prisoner.
0: Mm-hmm. Because definitely still a big, bad
1: villain in yeah, this.
0: That definitely <laughs> seems like Bane. We got Zen Bane going on okay, here. you
1: know, I love Bane in animate, the animated show. I called him Bane. What the fuck?
0: <laughs> is having today, issues I'm, with words.
1: It's not working. Uh, I love Bane in the animated show, because he's just so amusing, he's like a kicked puppy, but one that will also rip off your skull. Um, so, anyway, so he's like trying to get them to rehabilitate, and like, Poison Army has this like emotional breakthrough where she was like, I put myself in an emotional pit. Like, she was trying to start a riot, and then she ends up doing it too late, but she does start a riot. And she was like, I put myself in this emotional pit. And when I finally got out of it, you know, I got a best friend, I got a fiancé, you know, I'm connecting with people. She was like, when I finally got out of it, I got put in an actual pit. And then, like, she gets everyone to riot. And so they start, like, building things up. And Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn are escaping, right? They're, like, going through the air on uh, tendrils of a root of a plant. And then Baird grabs hold of Harley Quinn's foot and he's like, you have to, what was he telling her? Um, you have to keep running, Harley. You have to be willing to do stuff for love, for love, for the people that you love. You have to be willing to, um, not just run from all of your problems and everything. So she looks That's up tough a for Harley Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> she looks up a poison ivy and she was like, you know what, you're right. And she looks up poison ivy and she's like, I love you, Ivy. Let's go, right? <laughs> Turns around, rips off Bane's serum, and this they're falling to there's like fire beneath them like underneath them because they started a riot. And so they're like falling to their deaths and uh poison ivy comes through grabs Harley, they go back up, so like, saved her! Harley tried to sacrifice herself for Ivy, and then Ivy saved her, and then they get above the pit, they kiss! And then the episode ends. Uh, Ivy mean, is still engaged. There's stuff that needs to be discussed with these characters. And I'm so mad that I have to wait four more days to see what happens next.
0: And in four more days, where are you going to watch this at?
1: The DC streaming Service.
0: <laughs> Shameless plug for no reason. <laughs> yeah, they're
1: not even sponsoring us. So we're just, like, plugging.
0: <laughs> uh, it's a funny thing. Uh, one day they will
1: pay me income.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> seven episodes. Eh? you still thinking this is... uh. The best interpretation of Harley Quinn?
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed this interpretation of Harley Quinn. It's a lot of fun. I I love seeing all the influence. I think I we talked about this last time. Think, I love seeing all the influence of uh, Harley without Joker, vibes. Mm-hmm. like Birds of Prey, uh, Harley Quinn. And it's not like they're just leaving him behind, because we do see, you know, he is a big part of her story, so we do see her trying to get past that and get over that, and both of those mm-hmm. um Medius. and I love that, and I, I just love seeing her story progress without him.
0: I mean, uh as far as Harley Quinn goes, I mean, she's not a long-running character. No. I mean, she was created uh, for the animated series yes. back in the day, uh, and so... uh
1: For Joker, yes.
0: She hasn't had uh, the course run that a lot of other Batman villains have had, so this is kind of the, you know, usually you have... Usually you have a villain or a comic book character and they go 15, 20 years. They're basically the same. And then you start to see, Oh, wow, we've had this character. And I think we've hit that very first, uh, time where we see her character be different for the first time really in a long time. And I, you know, for all of its faults in a lot of ways, um, Suicide Squad did a good job of bringing her back to the forefront. Not that like she wasn't, but that was something that like that did bring her back out. They're like, Oh, right. And, and being the, Harley Quinn was one of the more popular characters from that movie Uh, I brought it back out I mean, she was also big in the Injustice games I remember playing uh, Harley in the Injustice games So, like, it's not like she was gone or anything like that But uh, sometimes good things come from something bad Uh, And we've gotten a Harley Quinn renaissance, really in, in, In a lot of different ways So that's cool uh, check it out, everybody, on the DC yeah. streaming services. Uh, if
1: they to sponsor us, please.
0: <laughs> Christina literally begs DC um, as we uh, hopefully continues it. It's going to be a good, uh, hopefully, a good finish to this, ser- this season of the uh, uh, show. So. Uh, Hopefully, we come back next week, and Christina is just as excited about episode eight as she was about episode seven.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll see if I text Sean at three a.m. again. Um, I really couldn't. It probably will.
0: It'll either be in anger or happiness.
1: Yeah, it will. We'll see how they handle this. Because that's the thing is, that at the end, since it was at the end of the episode, is we have literally no idea how they were how they're going to handle this. And I think it gets tricky just because, you know, Ivy's engaged, and they've had this whole buildup with her character, and, like, we've seen her, you know, get closer to people, and, like, okay, the thing about Catman, though, is, like, even though they're engaged, it still seems like sometimes she can't even stand him, so I'm just, like, wondering, I'm like, okay, I don't quite see the push here. But, you know, it's just, I guess, for character build, even though she doesn't seem... You would think if they're going to be like, oh, yeah, she's actually growing closer." People look at her, she's engaged. You'd think she'd be like, oh, yeah, I actually love my fiancé, not like this is a dude that I can kind of stand. Um,
0: but it might be something where she's repressing feelings for someone else in be, in be. the form of... Uh,
1: this could be her beard.
0: ...following into the norms, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, Harley Quinn, animated series. Yeah. Christina highly recommends
1: <laughs> I really do uh,
0: Anything else that you were uh, Media chowing down on This week <coughs> uh, Christina just died uh, So good news is <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching, <laughs>
1: thanks for watching. Um, Let me see I must have also just been Re-consuming media this week uh, So I started re-watching Soda Online Which I love this series um,
0: Season one's not bad
1: yeah. Season was
0: not bad. Uh, the problem was... The rest
1: of the... The rest, Once it gets out of Sword Art Online, it gets kinda weird, but I still really enjoy it. Like, the rest of the seasons, they're not quite as good, but I still... I just like Kirito, and I like Asuna, and they're a cute couple, and I like seeing them mesh, and I like... Kirito's way OP, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I hear a lots of complaints about that, and people are like, well, Kirito's OP, and I'm like, yeah. But look at, like, the protagonist of, like, any other anime. We oh, yeah. all are. I don't get why we're upset about Kirito, but sure he is.
0: My problem with Sword Art Online is not that it's necessarily bad. I think a lot of it is is decent, you know, middle of the road anime. Yeah. The problem I have is a lot. Of, it got it got hyped up as this amazing, great thing, and I'm like, but there's so many things that came before it that are better at doing what it did. Dot Hack, for example, is way better at doing the whole story in the video game world. Dot uh, yeah. Hack actually had Dot Hack beat a lot of things to shared universes, uh, as it had a TV show, a special, a manga, and video games that all tied around each other. And you, if you played them all, you got the whole, did all of them, the whole story, uh, and things like that. So, uh, Sword Art, well, Sword Art Online is a lot of, um, it's a lot of the outside. It looks pretty. A lot of it, but there's not a lot of depth to the show yeah. compared to again things like Dot Hack that are a lot deeper. But Sora, there's nothing wrong. I like Sora. It's, it. it's a fun. It's a fun little show to sit down and watch and not think too much about. Right. You know, and not have to worry about turning your brain on too much, which sometimes you need. Uh, I have
1: been reconsuming. It's, it's a good thing to put fun on. Is what I'm doing.
0: It's a good thing to do in the background. So yeah. Uh, so glad you're you're enjoying some anime, yeah. Christine. I'm I, I heavily approve. <laughs> this
1: is like one of two animes that I've really ever watched.
0: Well, we'll get you to watch uh, more. Don't well,
1: worry. Oh yeah, we're, we're eventually. Sean's gonna get it. Um, when I have the brain space, I'll probably start that Hunter Hunting thing you've been talking.
0: Yeah, about. I would. I would have. <laughs> I would highly recommend it Because I need to talk to more people about Hunter Hunter Okay Because that is what I consumed this week I finished all 148 episodes Damn. In basically Because I started it basically last week uh, The previous week before last podcast And I went all the way 148 episodes um, The middle arcs The middle arc So it, it has uh, an introduction arc, uh, the first, their first season, it, it's broken into seasons on Netflix, but it's more arcs, uh, cause they're varying lo- levels of episodes. And you have the introduction arc, then you have an arc, uh, uh, where they're in like a battle tower, and then an arc where they're fighting, uh, uh, master thieves, uh, then they uh, go on to, uh, into a video game island, uh, for an episode arc and then they have the big arc the meat of the show is called the chimera ant arc and it's 61 episodes long and it, the show has a darker tone to the, the bottom of a lot of stuff uh, for the first four seasons they're, they're definitely you're like oh wow there is some darkness to this world uh, there is absolutely you know there's characters that are trying to uh, save uh, or get revenge uh, because of a group of people took all of their uh, his people's eyes Because when they get angry or Emotional their eyes turn red and are beautiful And so they're a collectible item (laughs) Uh, So there's that that, That's an element of the earlier seasons That is uh, Darker and so there's a darker tone But once you get the chimera ant arc It's 61 episodes of every emotion possible. Uh, there were multiple times, and I'm pretty sure if my neighbor, uh, who is an elderly lady, uh, if she was awake, definitely heard at 4am me screaming or going, what? <laughs> or, <laughs> she uh, just
1: heard so- Sean sobbing through the walls.
0: It, it, uh, I had to take breaks occasionally because I'm just like, I am emotionally hurt by this episode. <laughs> like it, it, it hits you in every way. So yeah, I finished the show. Uh, if I... To recommend any anime to anyone, uh, Hunter x Hunter is one that I would highly recommend uh, Because I think it works very well for people who haven't watched a ton of anime But it really, really works for people who have watched a lot of anime Because if you've watched a lot of anime, you come to be like, oh, I know where this is going I know this expectation, I know where this is going And almost at every turn, it doesn't go that way <laughs> Oh yeah, they're setting this up They didn't Oh, okay, they're good. You know, this is gonna be cool. They killed the character. Wait, what? They killed the character. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, uh, it, it subverts the genre a lot and, uh, it takes away expectations in the best way and it hits emotions. Uh, I want you to watch it because I need to discuss it more. I definitely, I definitely called my brother in law who had watched has watched all of it so I could talk to him about it because I was like, I need to talk about Hunter Hunter right now. My emotions are, they're all over the place uh, and I, I need to talk about it. calling
1: John at like 5pm and being like, I know you got a kid, but look, anyway.
0: <laughs> it was at 1.
1: It was at 1pm, not at 1 that's, oh. I was like, one you have so much better. So like, uh, okay, 1pm is better.
0: But yeah, so that's what I consume mainly. I've also been, I just started uh, another anime, that I've never watched, but I've heard a lot of good things about uh, Called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Okay, I've heard uh, of that Yeah, uh, it's odd To say the least, it's very odd uh, I'm watching it currently dubbed I may go back and watch it subbed To kind of get the kind of feeling Because the English, while not bad dubs I don't know if that's just the way they said it recorded Or if that's actually the way the Japanese <laughs> Did a lot of it But it's a very odd uh, first season at least Okay and I have heard it gets the later uh, than I think it's either story two or story three where it really takes off. But a lot of the modern anime tropes have been created by Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, so it, it's, it's a very weird looking anime too. Like the art style is very unique. It, uh, a lot of the characters almost look like cut out and pasted on, but like they move in a very fluid way. So it looks good. Uh, <laughs> But it and it also takes place around the time Jack the Ripper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Jack the Ripper is actually going to factor in, but there was oh, at the beginning they're just like Jack. There. Jack the Ripper was terrorizing. So it's I the, feel like the,
1: they can't bring him up if they're not going to use him. No,
0: like, Jack was terrorizing. But you know what's more terrifying? This rivalry with between two brothers. <laughs> like that. I was like, that was the opening of an episode, and I was like, okay. But it's entertaining. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll probably this report like, more oh, as I. This
1: dude, you know, terrorizing London, but I don't care about that. I just care about my shithead brother.
0: There's also vampires, so.
1: Oh f- yeah.
0: A mask that turns you into a vampire.
1: Oh, I'm intrigued.
0: Yeah, uh, so it it's entertaining. I'm, I'll report more once I have watched more of it. I only got, I think I'm only three or four episodes in, so. Okay. Uh, haven't got a lot on that. Outside of that, uh, I am continuing uh, in terms of video games. I'm continuing to um, try to get. Uh, Final Fantasy VII hard mode completed. I'm, uh, as I, I'm attempting to platinum the game. Uh, I'm through chapter nine now, so actually further than you have played at this point. So fair
1: enough,
0: because uh, I think we stopped you chapter eight. Out with my
1: wife more?
0: Uh, I am yes, <laughs> uh, and hard mode is something else. Uh, there's no no items. Your MP does not get healed except basically at the end of chapters, so it's only HP, so you have to literally... So
1: you can't like, sit on the bench and get...
0: You get HP, but you don't get MV. Okay. So you're magic. So a lot of the, the... The reason I feel like that they uh, put hard mode after everything was it... You have to have played it to be able to play hard mode. Okay. Because if you haven't played it, you'll waste your magic early on and never get it. You know, you'll know, you be like, oh, at the beginning of the chapter, I'm just going to throw fire at these things that are weak against fire. Oh, wait, the boss at the end of the chapter was weak against fire, and I have no MP? Oh, no! <laughs> like, you have to balance it and know what's coming to be like, alright, I need to be smart. I need to know how I'm going to do it. I need to strategize to beat these things other ways, so I have MP. I mean, you recover it slowly as you fight and things like that, and uh, you can pick up MP in boxes, but yeah, it's a a whole level of challenge and I have died a lot, but I've also beaten a couple of the bosses that like were hard on normal mode and I beat them in one try and I was like, did I just do that like? <laughs> okay, uh I still now in three playthroughs have not died on the airbuster and I heard a lot of people say that was a hard fight and I beat it Every time in one no one attempt Wait, a shot. So I'll take it uh, But my goal of trying to Platinum that game uh, And I realized there's now a gigantic Hole in me that needs More Final Fantasy to they fill it, to it in fantasy. Final Fantasy and the fact that we are probably Three to five years away from Final Fantasy 7 Remake 2 means that I have to find more things So I definitely ordered uh, And I'm finally going to play Final Fantasy 15 <laughs> <Okay, I> <laughs> that Nope
1: that you streamed
0: it. No, I have never played fifteen. I streamed King of Hearts. Uh, the thing I oh yeah, I just day. remember you
1: talking about Final
0: Fantasy. I, 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 I did. Fantasy. I did stream Final Fantasy ten back in the day. Oh, early, I was, yes, which is that?
1: Yeah, it was on your, your Twitch stream. I remember watching it, and then maybe I'm thinking of Kingdom Hearts for some I, I, reason. I thought it was Final Fantasy, but then I did I just Final Fantasy ten.
0: It. I did do Final okay. Fantasy 10. Yeah, uh, I was like, I thought. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Which that that that's a PlayStation two game. So. Oh, okay. So cool. that, yeah. So. I'm going to fill a holes with Final Fantasy needs because um, Final Fantasy is good <laughs> and I am re-remembering how much I love this series.
1: Well, I a surprised Sean likes Final Fantasy.
0: I know, but it's it been kind of a break, you know? Yeah. Honestly, no, no Final Fantasy game had grabbed me the same way that Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy X-2 did back uh, and those were kind of the first real Final Fantasies I played back in the day X and X-2 on the PlayStation 2 I got a PlayStation 2 specifically to play those games (laughs) because I played them at my cousin's and I was like I need these games (laughs) and I had a GameCube I didn't have a PS2 and uh, okay so funny story so Christmas came and I'd been asking, like, I want a PS2. I want a PS2. And I'd been like, hey, Scott, give me a PS2. And my parents wrapped up a box of things, uh, and they were like, oh, and it's something you definitely have been wanting. And they're like, my dad's like, I thought it was the best present I could possibly get you. And I was like, ah. Oh. I'm gonna get a PS2 for Christmas.
1: What did Sean get?
0: It was a waffle maker. Because <laughs> I also <laughs> a
1: maker. my
0: friend and I back in like eighth ninth grade always joked about talked about waffles. Like it was one of our weird things that we talked about all the time. Like everything was a waffle joke for a while. Okay. Because waffles were delicious, and we went through a waffle phase. Fair uh, but like, so my dad was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get him a waffle maker." And I was like, "Ah, it's not." A, it was like the same size box. <laughs> oh poor <now." laughs> uh,
1: Heartbreaking. So,
0: uh, and then I just had to I had to get myself a ps2 later and save up my money but and it was well worth it because i played lots and lots of hours on it but no final fantasy since then until really this had grabbed me again like i played i poured a hundred something hours into final fantasy 12 it's a fine game it's Long and annoying in parts, but it's a fine game. It's got some really hilarious character moments. <laughs> kind of why I uh, was hoping we would play that on the stream because I just no. want you to see some of the character moments okay, fair uh, that are really funny. I
1: like how Sean's like it's long and annoying, but I feel like for a hundred hours, if I get if a video game pisses me off, I legit just stop. I have not finished Tomb Raider because it is long and hard and I'm not good at video games, so I am not finished Tomb Raider. It takes
0: a while for me to give up on something, but, like, I had to. I had to beat it. Like, I... Yeah. I get
1: so frustrated when it comes to video games, though. Like, any other kind of video, if I get annoyed by it, I'll, I'll give a break for a second, and then I'll come back to it. But video games, they just... I get so frustrated. <laughs> I'm just not good at I, them, and it pisses me
0: off. I uh, Final Fantasy XII is a, is a fun game. Yeah, I'm not going to say it's a... It's not... It's not what a lot of the other ones were And the battle system was still being refined um, And it can be It's its not exceptionally hard Unless you're playing the international version Then you have some of the hardest bosses That have ever been created in Final Fantasy uh, In the international version there's like a secret boss At the end that you can unlock That basically brings back all the bosses The hard bosses and puts them in arena And you have to fight them all at once And they're all like high leveled up And it's like oh neat uh, But it's a fine game, so uh, it's got a beautiful world. And part of it was getting to explore this ginormous world that was bigger than anything, that, uh, at least anything in 3D that you'd seen Final Fantasy-wise uh, and wandering around. Uh, but you just... It's hard to fo- really like the main character, Vaughn. He's just... He's just not the most likable dude. Uh, and even the love interest, interest Princess Ash, is not... Like she's fine, but you know there, there's some good. There's a there's a there's a pirate named Balthier. He's cool with his oh, cool. Uh, with pirates. his partner uh, Fran, uh, the scantily clad bunny person. I oh. don't remember the race of. It's a they, they brought back a bunch of races that uh, had hadn't been in Final Fantasy for a while that are. You said partner cool. and I was
1: like gay. <laughs>
0: uh, and then gay
1: pirates so down. Uh,
0: Balthier might not be straight. Okay. There are hints, especially early 2000s hints to, you know, uh, I mean, obviously anyone in media that had earrings had to be gay, you know, and that was things. So there's a, both your sexuality has always been a question, so. Okay. Uh, and then my I'm favorite, say exactly my favorite right. is Vaughn's best friend, Pinelo, Penel- Pinelo. Pinelo. She's, she's the, I, think, I can't remember if she was a mechanic or something along that, that but she was, she was there, but this, it's interesting characters. This tangent on the Final Fantasy twelve is, you know, it's a fun game. Not a great game. And then Final Fantasy XIII, I was super hyped for. Like, you don't understand how hyped I was for it. The trailers dropped. I was like, oh my gosh. They're bringing... The the main lady lead is lightning. She wields a gunblade. The first time a gunblade's been used since Final Fantasy VIII. I was like, this is going to be amazing. The story looks epic. And then you got the game. You're like, it's beautiful. The customization is really fun. You get about 20 hours, here, and like, wow, I've customized everything.
1: <laughs>
0: wow, okay. Uh, all right, well, when am I going to get explore the world? They promised us exploring the world. Oh, I'm never really going to truly get to explore the world. <laughs> like, it's all it's there because they released the game before they finished it. Oh, shit. Uh, and so it feels a very incomplete feeling uh, to the, at least the world. Like, the story does get told and ends, and it is it is gorgeous to look at. It is one of the most beautiful Final Fantasies. And you do actually, unlike in 12, I do actually like a lot of the characters. There's a couple of characters that people really don't like. There's a really whiny kid named Hope uh, that people like to really bash on the internet. He's not as bad as they say, they, like people really say he is. Uh, there's a guy who has a chocobo chick in his hair, uh, which, uh, that's... I don't remember his name. I don't remember any of the characters' names outside yeah. of Snow and Lightning. Uh, but it was just kind of a boring story as a whole. And then they tried to add on more and more because they did Final Fantasy XIII-2 and Final Fantasy XIII-3.
1: xiii
0: three's uh, XIII 3 Lightning Returns. So the second one you play as Lightning's sister, who you save at the end of XIII-13. Th- 13 13. Uh, okay. And then the final is brings back Lightning because Lightning disappears in the whole uh, thing. And they're all not bad games. They're just not, like, super engaging, like, I give up on them a long period of time. Like, I, I tried to, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get everything in 13. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. I'm bored. <laughs> I'm
1: bored. Fair enough.
0: Um, and then so because of that, like, even though 15, like, has good reviews and a lot of people talk about it, and my brother-in-law has nothing but amazing things to talk about it, could never get myself to actually sitting down and playing it until now. Uh, because 15, uh, the story behind 15 is, uh, so when 13 came out, they were doing something. They just, Square Enix announced they're going to do a huge overarching series called the Nov- Novua Crystalis. Chronicles, I think is what they were going to call it, or okay. stories. And it was going to be a bunch of games. So it was going to be Final Fantasy XIII, and then there was going to be a game called Final Fantasy XIII Versus. And then they had, like, a phone game and a bunch of other things, and it was going to all be one stories. And XIII Versus had a trailer, and it was cool, and it was following this interesting, weird-looking dude. And you're like, who's this? What's this storyline going to be? And then it never came out. Mm-hmm. And it kept getting pushed back and back and back and back. And I was like, this thing's never going to come out. And it's funny because uh, the director of the uh, game was, uh, Tetsuya N- Nomura, uh, and he was going to get to do like a, it was really, he'd done Final Fantasies. obviously Final Fantasy 7. He did, right. he's done the remake. So he'd obviously been a part of it, but it'd been a while since he's really, really worked on a lot of the Final Fantasies. He'd been doing Kingdom Hearts games right. and he was really excited. He was going to be doing this game about this big Chronicles and he, he was going to do a lot of his big ideas and it never got made. And a lot of the, Cody and stuff and things like that became Final Fantasy XV. So a lot of the characters and things like that, but the story because Nomura had nothing to do with fifteen, none of his story got moved on to it. Oh. So interesting enough, in the DLC of Kingdom Hearts 3, and Kingdom Hearts 3 specifically, uh, in, in, when you go into Toy Story Land, you uh, they, they're they like, they think Sora is from a video game. Very meta, because you know, Sora is from a video game, right. <laughs> but they think it's a video game, and they, there's, uh, they run into this character uh, and immediately you're like, hey, is is that the guy from 13 Verses? In this game called Vernum Rex. And in the DLC, you actually, if you beat all the bosses, you actually fight him at the end. You actually fight this character at the end. uh, Voiced by Cole Sprouse, by the way. Uh, And uh, at the end, then there's a little trailer, and it's the 13 Verses trailer with him, and there's some Kingdom Hearts character, and so everyone's speculating if 13 Verses is going to be, somehow Kingdom Hearts 4 and 13 Verses story have now merged together. Huh. So. Interesting. I'm giving Christina a huge Final Fantasy lesson here, yeah. <laughs> overarching Final Fantasy lesson, from the question of what was I consuming this week, Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs>
1: okay, before we move on from the like media uh, part of our show, I want to talk about something that was dropped this week that I haven't watched yet, because I'm not emotionally prepared for it, but it's a big deal. Um, Shira season 5. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you why this is a big deal. Spoilers ahead if you haven't watched season 5 yet. Again, like I said, I was spoiled to two savage kisses in one day cuz Harley Quinn and Shira season 5 dropped on the same day and then like immediately spoils. Spoilers like flooded my feed. Um so,
0: okay If you were wondering what Christina's feed is constituted of It means that all of them were spoiling uh, Some lesbian kisses So yes. uh, I said something
1: kisses I know But
0: I know, I know But I'm saying if you're wondering what your feed oh, uh, yeah. Who Christina follows on Twitter Lesbians
1: <laughs> I follow lesbians on Twitter And bye girls You're gay, I'm possibly following you um, if
0: Christina thinks you might be.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, you're posted about uh, fictional lesbians. I like that. If you're like, ooh, she's cute too. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, so season five dropped. And um, in it, we get a kiss between Adora, the main character, mm-hmm. and Catcher, who's the an- uh, antagonist. And it's been like a slow buildup, and you can kind of see where it's going throughout this. And it was like, the real question was... I think I stopped somewhere. I honestly don't think I got onto Season 4, because I, like, I was just- Whenever Season 4 came out, it was in a time where I wasn't consuming any media at all. And so I, like, just kind of forgot that it came out, So I don't think I ever caught up to it. I need to. But, like, you're kind of wondering, is Catra ever going to get this redemption arc? Because it kind of seems like maybe she'll get it, but maybe not. Like, she's kind of just going further down, and you don't know if Adora will be able to save her, and Adora wants to save her. But, spoilers! We get a kiss between Adora and Catra, and so you know that something happens that she's able to, like, just, like, admit to herself what's really happening and why this means so much to her, and why Adora leaving to go help the princesses, because Adora was brainwashed and raised by Hordak to be, you know, a villain, basically, and to destroy the princesses. Those
0: are words, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> are my know- no- my knowledge
0: you- of She-Ra is okay. very limited. I was going to
1: say, if you know anything about like He-Man or She-Ra, you kind of know those words a little bit. Um, are people who have. Followers. I thought,
0: I, as a kid, this is yeah, I just said, anytime the He Man trailers came on, because they played for a little while on Tsunami, I was like, this is the dumbest looking show I've ever seen. Who would watch this besides, like, five year olds? And then I found out that there's all these, like, 30 and 40 year old men who were like, He Man's the greatest! And I'm like, okay
1: <laughs> My dad watched He Man when he was a kid. He also watched the original She Ra um, in the 80s. Um, yeah. So, anyways.
0: In the Hanna-Barbera style that they all look like.
1: Yeah. Also, let's just talk about for a second what a dumb name He-Man is. <laughs> Dumbest name ever. Have you. <laughs> I digress.
0: Have you watched the Masters of the Universe movie in the. I think it's the 80s, but it might be early 90s, with. Uh, I think it's Dolph Lundgren played it. Probably. He-Man?
1: I watched a lot of He-Man when I was a kid. It but that is doesn't remember me. On Mo- yeah.
0: it, is, it is Mario Bros. <laughs> level of bad. Uh, it is a really, really bad.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I, I watched T Man when I was a kid. I don't remember most of it.
0: I think I think Courtney Cox was in that. I movie. think I
1: also probably watched Shiro when I was a kid too, the 80s version. Because, like I said, my dad watched. I would when assume was your kid.
0: dad would make you. I watched, yeah, I watched it.
1: a lot of things that my dad watched when he was a kid, like 1990s Power Rangers and things like that. So, um, anyway, so Shira season 5 released, There's a Kiss. And, like, this is such a big deal because it's a, it's a cartoon uh, made by DreamWorks and Netflix. So, it's... the audience of all, it has a lot of um, teen and adult audience, most of it being lesbians, because Noah Stevenson, the critter, is a lesbian, mm-hmm. and she, like, tweets, and she, you know, we know that she likes to write gay characters in her stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of harder with, like, shows like these when you're doing cartoons and just, like, any kind of media that you're not doing yourself. Like, if you're writing a book and you're self-publishing it, it, it you know, you can include more gay characters. But anything that you're relying on someone else for back up, it's really hard to get gay characters included sometimes. And we've seen this, like, in Adventure Time because um, originally... In the comics, like, before the show was over, like, in the first season or something, they talked about Marceline and uh, Princess Bubblegum, and how they wanted them to be a couple in the comics, mm-hmm. and how they were maybe a past couple in the comics. I don't know. I haven't really gotten too much into it. You but should, it, it took a I'll while. I'll say
0: this for the same second time in a week. <laughs> Christina, you should really watch Adventure Time. It is so up your alley. Okay,
1: I will. I, I, yeah, I don't know why. I think it's all
0: on, just, on Hulu now. All of it's on Hulu. I'm pretty sure lately. it
1: is. Um, I just I don't know When they first came out I just wasn't into it it is, it is So,
0: so up, up your alley. Up alley It is From the beginning <laughs> to the end it, Whether it's the episodes Where you've got the fan fiction Where instead of uh, uh, Finn and Jake It's Fiona and Cake uh, Where it's the female Yeah <laughs> I've
1: seen the Gingerbread episodes
0: <laughs> Where basically They're Ice King story Because he wants them To come to life cause <laughs> <laughs> Fair
1: um, but yeah like They had to fight for that to happen And so we've just been kind of waiting to see If you know we actually get any like Explicit gay characters We've had like a couple of backgrounds What was that characters. word? I can't say that Explicit? Word. Yes I, I've never been able to say the word It's so hard for me Explicit <laughs>
0: Explicit
1: uh, Which our, our
0: videos and podcasts have been Our marked E for explicit.
1: <laughs> Shut up um, Listen We've established before, I don't know how to say things.
0: I'm just,
1: like, trying my best here. But, um, I don't appreciate that noise. But anyways, so, like, we've had some, like, background characters. Like, Bo's parents, He's one of the main characters, his dad's for gay, um, are gay. We see them in season three and so we've had some, like, characters, but we've never had, like, Adora or Catra or Glimmer confirmed, and those are the ones that we've all been like, ooh, Mm -hmm. if anyone's going to be gay, well, it's for sure going to be Adora, who's she the main character. And we were like, Catcher seems pretty gayly motivated, too. (laughs) Like, she just does. Now, that's a phrase. Gayly
0: motivated.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) She seems motivated by repressed feelings for her best friend um,
0: that have led her to lash
1: out when Adora switched sides. Which, that's just the way it always read to me, being a lesbian. Sometimes I see lesbians where they're not, um, so like, it always seemed that way to me. And then we get this released, and then Noelle, the creator, is talking about it on Twitter, and she's telling us about how she had to fight for this. So it's just such a big deal, because she really did. She had to, whenever Shira was first announced, and she was talking to executives, she had to be careful about what she wanted with the story and where she wanted to Mm -hmm. go. Because obviously she wanted, from the beginning, it to be an Adora and Catra in-game. Um, but she had to be careful when saying that because she knew that there would be pushback and they may not allow. That. So in the beginning, she didn't tell them that fully what she wanted. She didn't tell them that she wanted to be gay, and she would just she had to be very careful in what she divulged. And she had to do several meetings with the executives. And she said that when um it, she got okayed to have you know the kiss in this final season because it was announced before season five ever came out it was going to be the last season. This mm-hmm. is where they wanted the storyline to end.
0: Um, I see so, this as a good number for a show.
1: Yeah. So she when um, she said when she when she got the okay for this kiss to happen in the final season, she actually broke down into tears. So this is just like a, I haven't watched this yet because I don't know that I'm emotionally prepared for it, and also I need to watch season four. But like, it is such a big. So you're deal. a full
0: season behind. Yeah.
1: Like I said, it came out when I wasn't consuming any media, and I just never caught up. Um, so. But like it is such a big deal for this kiss to happen and I'm hoping we'll get to see more things. And I think it's one of the big reasons that we even got it is because you know Noelle is gay. She's married. Mm-hmm. Um she got married last year to her wife, who also writes gay media. Like I love them both. I follow them both on Twitter, they're so adorable. But <laughs> I'm just gonna go off on a little tangent about this couple. But anyways.
0: You a tangent on a gay couple? No wow, way. Right. What a
1: surprise, right? What a shock. <laughs>
0: Never has happened.
1: Oh, yeah. If she wasn't gay, I don't think she would have pushed as hard for this. A lot of straight uh, creators, if they want a gay character, and then executives are like, no, no, no. They don't need to be gay. They're like, okay, whatever. We'll drop it. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, this was something that she wanted. She wanted to feel seen. She wanted children to feel seen because their kids are going to be watching this and they're going to see this and they're going to be like, oh, so, you know, we're allowed to do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and it's, this is important for kids and just like, not just kids, but also adults who have never felt seen by a lot of media in their life. You know, we're seeing more media that we're like, oh, if I was had seen this when I was a kid, this might have helped. This might have helped me to understand what was happening within me, what I couldn't figure out myself. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's just, it's such a big deal. And I'm so excited that we got that. But that's my tangent about
0: There's Shira. Her She-Ra tangent. <laughs> All righty. Well, we'll find out if she's watched it next week. Uh, to tangent off of your tangent, where you briefly mentioned Adventure Time, talking about it. <laughs> Pendleton Ward has a new show.
1: Is that the creator The
0: creator of Adventure okay. Time. Now, the big thing is, after Adventure Time, he said, I'm never going to do another show again in my life. Oh, okay. Uh, and... He has a new show that apparently has taken years to make uh, that is called The Midnight Gospel.
1: Oh, I watched an episode of that. It's f***ing that. weird.
0: Would you know the story behind it? No. It's taken an old... A guy, the guy who voices the main character, it takes his old... His podcast shows... Each episode is based on one of his old podcasts. Huh. And it does all with the interviews and everything and redoes the podcast with animation while telling a weird story. And his podcast is a weird one that dives into like a lot of philosophical and, uh. The first episode, things. he was
1: interviewing a president during his own apocalypse mm-hmm. in, in a different di-
0: dimension. Yep. And that's taken from an old podcast uh, episode. actual
1: podcast. Yeah. Like,
0: no, like, I mean, yeah. some of it is obviously for the story and things like that. Right. But yeah, but. I uh, uh, talk
1: a little bit about that. Well, okay. It's. They don't really mention it too much. They're like, oh, I don't want to talk about the zombies. Let's talk about this. And then they go into, like, these deep dive philosophical questions. And they're talking about drugs specifically. Mm -hmm. The zombie apocalypse is raging around them. And they're talking about drugs. And it is such a weird show. I was like, I feel like I need... I was watching it with our friend Maddie. And I was like, I feel like I need to be, like, high or something while watching this. And Maddie was like, no, I couldn't be high while watching this. This is too much. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. But I I think I'm too sober for this. Like, I don't think I'm it's, in the right state for this.
0: Obviously, Adventure Time always stepped into the philosophical uh, and the, the sometimes asked a lot of the um, strange type questions and things like that. It was but just this, so trippy. yeah, uh, I've heard. I have not had a chance to sit down and watch it. I really am excited to sit down and watch it. And so this will be a short tangent because when I do watch it, we will go on a long tangent discussing it because I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of good things to come out from it.
1: Oh, there's so much weird. It just but, the first episode.
0: Uh, I've heard like it does a lot. Like the podcast had things that deals with death, deals with life after death, yeah, uh, different things hard, like that. And a lot of it, all those things. So I, I'm super excited to sit down and watch it and go through it because Pendleton Ward, Adventure Time as a creation is unbelievably awesome from beginning to end. Uh, in a lot of ways, and it's cool that he has kind of a, a small thought out show, and it basically says, "Hey, all you podcasters, uh, you fail. We've uh, made the we made the perfect podcast here <laughs> in the perfect media form. Uh, so uh, that may be a preview of what we might be talking about, maybe even next week potentially, if it okay. washed out, because I have a feeling." That will have long, deep discussions from it. <laughs> so, alrighty. Uh, there's some of the media that we have consumed. Our eyeballs have munched on like their delicious goodness and sucked up the nutrients. Sean's
1: making me hand <laughs>
0: uh, But, you know, as with this week, there were a couple of interesting things that dropped uh, that we'll talk about here. Uh, the first thing we'll talk about is I made Christina watch beforehand uh, because <laughs> I right asked up. her to watch it like days ago and she was like, Oh, I might. Eh, you know, I'll make sure I do.
1: Okay, to be fair, you asked me, and then it immediately left my mind. That's not a good excuse, but I you also said last night, you were like, oh, I'll send you this video to watch. And I w- didn't remember what it was called, and I was like, oh, he will send it to me. That's fair. And then, yeah, you did.
0: Okay, so you can blame me for the second part, because <laughs> yeah, you failed the first part, part. Yeah, I just forgot. So, <laughs> um, Epic Games dropped a PS5 tech demo uh, using the Unreal Engine. Uh, something always important is tech demos aren't actual games uh, that, you know, it's obviously there there are things, but things come from the tech demos. Uh, Obviously, one of the more famous ones is the Final Fantasy VII tech demo that came to show what the PS3 could look like. Uh, Coincidentally, at that exact same one is when they showed the Final Fantasy XIII Versus trailer. (laughs) That first tech demo. Uh, 2005 or 6, whatever year it was. Uh, So, I think that was... But So, tech demos are not... 100% 100 percent games. They're not. There. They, there is some pre-rendered ne- notions to a lot of them. They're trying to show what can be accomplished. Uh, with that in mind, this is one of the most beautiful things I've ever watched.
1: It looks really cool. I'm excited for the PS5. I'm probably gonna buy. It. Oh yeah. Um, I'm gonna wait a little bit because my dad's always had this thing when it comes to video consoles in our house. Is that you wait um, at least six months after the video game console has been released, so that way if there are any bugs with it. Um, it has already been, like, the people have already been talking about it and it has already been called back and fixed. Or mm-hmm. they've released a new version that has it fixed. Um, so he, like, he, especially, like, he likes to use an example of, it. I think it was with the Xbox 360 and the Ring of Death.
0: I mean, that lasted for years. But yeah. I mean, you but, could, you had Ring of Death four years after launch still. Well,
1: yeah, sure. But, like, he, he didn't buy it immediately, and then he knew about that, and he knew what it meant if it happened. Yeah. And then eventually, I think he did get an Xbox 360, but he never played it. <laughs>
0: Alrighty, that seems like a waste. Uh
1: he I mean, played like look, he had a Ghostbusters game and a Transformers game that he completed and then he just kinda left it. My dad doesn't play a lot of video games. It's he like plays a lot of older video games, but newer games aren't quite his thing.
0: Fair. Um, the I have don't think I have ever bought a video game system at launch. I've tried. I stood in line for a Wii uh, and did not, I was not one of the, I was like number 45 out of 40 uh, oh. Wii's at Best Buy. So, like, uh, so I have tried to get a launch child uh, before, but usually I've, I've waited a while and most of the time it's been financial driven. It's like, oh, I can't afford it today and things like right. that. After watching that tech demo, and obviously we'll have to see what some of the launch titles are, because games are, you know, if there's you no know, games that I'm like, oh, I desperately have to play, I'll wait. Yeah. But after watching that, I go, I want this day one. Like, I want this system day one. And especially with the backwards compatibility, uh, the possibility of playing games that I already have, things like that, and what they're working yeah. with, I am fully on board uh, with playing and getting a PS5 day one launch, which potentially is this holiday season. Wow. Ah. So, yeah. there were rumors it was going to be october uh sony i know said no uh, that that's not true uh so i think the goal is this holiday season maybe with the pandemic that might be I'm pushed, pushed back. back there might be different things on it but you know uh if, if it's coming soon uh i mean i may wait because i'm i'm, I'm sitting there i'm like the games obviously i know that, I'm assuming the next Kingdom Hearts will probably be on the PS5. I'm pretty wow. sure Final Fantasy Seven Remake 2 is going to be on the PS5. If
1: Last of Us 2 gets pushed back again, that's what it's going to be. Well,
0: Last. Of, remember Last of Us, the first one came out on the PS3 and then was ported over to the PS4 when the yeah, PS4 came out. Because it got
1: remastered, yeah.
0: yeah uh, actually even before the remaster, it was ported just over. Oh, okay. The remaster is the game of the year like uh, with all the DLC edition type of okay. thing like that. I, at least I believe that's correct.
1: Um, yeah, I think so, because I have
0: the remastered yeah. the, um So it wouldn't surprise me if it'll come out on... PS, because they've got it all done for PS four, okay. but uh, it'll probably be ported over to PS five.
1: Nineteenth, we are so close. I've waited years for this. <laughs> I'm so excited for The Last of Us 2. and it, we're just I'm just getting more hyped up with our playthrough of Last of Us on our streams. Check those out if you're not caught up. They're on our YouTube channel, Les Rose Gaming. Um, yes, like, I'm just so excited for it. Also, I, we didn't mention it during the stream last night when we were playing. But I managed to fight the bloater without dying once. That's normally a pretty hard part for me.
0: Congrats, Christina. Yeah, I, I,
1: I died in some of the easiest parts, but I fought the bloater and didn't die. <laughs>
0: Congrats. Good job. Uh, but yeah, so with that tech demo and uh, just all those sort of things, I was like, you know what? I'm actually potentially on board buying a system at launch. Fair. So
1: I, I want to see what games are going to be. Yeah, for. like I'm ready. Games I'm
0: is going to be a big thing, and usually the driving force of why I end up getting a system is because I want a certain game. Right, I want. Uh, uh, for me, actually, one of the driving forces for uh, getting my PS4. When I did uh, was that Kingdom Hearts two point eight was coming out, and it had the it had the small little demo, the setup in the Unreal Engine, uh, and uh, the Dream Dot Distance. It was not much, but I was like, "It's only PS four. It's not on PS three. No, must have it all." Uh, so usually a game drives me to get it and things like that. So, but yeah. That was one of the cool things. The other interesting story that dropped this week is near and dear to Christina's heart. Uh, As we transition to film, uh, they are planning at Disney to make a live-action remake of the movie Atlantis. Atlantis.
1: One of my favorite movies. I've loved this movie since I was a kid. We've had long discussions at the movie theater at night about this movie. Chubb's not quite as big a tour as I actually... I love it.
0: I can tell you on one hand how many times I've watched this movie. Once. I was 11. (laughs) I have not... Or 12. 11 or 12. I haven't watched it since because I watched that movie and I go, that was boring. Oh. Like, I did not care about that movie one bit. I, (laughs) I can see that there is a large fan base in there and of... Uh, the thing I'll say, of Disney doing all these live action remakes, these are the type of ones they should be remaking. Okay. The ones that are are not as big, not as popular, that you can have more freedom, that fans are going to be, you're going to have less people that are up in arms if you make changes, that you can do little things. So you don't have to do a shot-for-shot shot remake. That's why Jungle Book was so, is one of the best Uh remakes. It. Oh, the, it's really good.
1: I heard it was. It's really, was my, it's really good. It's
0: gorgeous. Action. It's really good. Uh... It basically just it takes the Jungle Book, but it does it actually does a more interesting story than the animated ever did. Okay, uh, the book is really boring. If anyone's ever read the Jungle Book okay. book, it is really boring. <laughs> I I couldn't really get through it, and I had to read it as like a fifth or sixth grader, and I was like, "This is boring. Where's the singing bears? Where's <laughs>
1: the singing bears?"
0: <laughs> um, but that's the type of movies the ones that you can have some more oh, freedom for doing sure. uh, because. I don't need to see another shot-for-shot remake like Lion King. I don't need to see a shot-for-shot remake My like Beauty and the Beast. If gonna do a
1: live-action remake or a reboot or anything, I want to see something new. Mm-hmm. And that's why people get really mad about remakes when they change things. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of the point, though, because mm-hmm. I don't want to see like I view remakes and reboots and shit like it's fan fiction. It is a new person's take on something that they loved. You know, all of the Star Treks, all of the new Star Treks, all of the new Star Wars—they're all fan fiction. They're a new take on something that somebody loved. Like, when they were a kid. So, that's the way I've always viewed it. And if I'm going to watch a reboot, I don't want to see, you know, shop for shot, what happened last time. I'm mm-hmm. going to see something new. Charlie's Angels. You know, it was very similar to the old one, sure. But it, I had fun watching it. And, like, it wasn't, you know, the same exact thing. It's a different
0: see, story. It's a yeah, very it's different, a different story. It's a different story. And I
1: didn't see, um, like, they had new people. And, like, that's always one of the things that gets me. Because they like, they're rebooting. But you know who's not the main character? Old actor. And I'm like... Yeah, that's kind, that's
0: of, the kind point. of the point. Well, I mean, <laughs> so
1: like, yeah, okay, sure. This old actor was good in that in that movie, but like, the whole point is to bring something new and give new people a chance.
0: The internet got set ablaze briefly. I say briefly, but it, it was announced that they are trying to remake Scarface. Uh, and this is a tangent... you know, and uh, you know, I was like, oh, how can you remake Scarface? Star- Scarface is perfect. First of all, maybe a little nostalgic goggles here. It's not the Scarface is a bad movie. It's just. I've never been super in love with the movie. Uh, Al Pacino's fantastic in it. But people fail to realize that Scarface was a remake.
1: <laughs> Fair.
0: So, like, movies have always been remade. Oh, yeah. And and you just, you you updated it. You did different things and you changed it. Now, so, as far as Disney goes, I don't have a problem with the live-action remakes. They feel like cash grabs too often. Uh, and I saw a them. great compa- comparison in, uh, to um the '90s model for Disney, when they were just throwing out sequels, direct to D- direct DVD slash VHS sequels, it didn't matter how good they were; they were cash grabs. They made money until it eventually nearly destroyed the company. And the question is, will this be something that like absolutely like they had to change? They had to eventually they changed leadership. They said we're never going to do sequels again because people were just like wow, Disney's awful. We hate them, you know. Uh, so if they're gonna do these live action remakes, make them new. Uh, yeah. I actually, I, what, what, you know Guy Ritchie's Aladdin, something I actually yeah. like about it is the new things in it are very interesting they just Fair. weren't expanded a ton on a lot of them
1: I just, I yeah, I didn't watch I haven't watched really any of the live action ones because from what I hear they're pretty much the same with like some like small differences, not anything huge and if I'm going to watch it, I'm going to see something new, you know, if I'm going to go watch Aladdin I'll just go watch the 1990s, you know uh, cartoon version because I like that one, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, don't get me wrong, I like It's cool to see them doing uh, You know, transferring things And using actors Who are just like They're not whitewashing the characters And I like that, and I love Naomi Scott Um I'm just Charlie's Angels Love yes. her um, we know. <laughs> We're establishing Hola. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like It's cool that they're doing that But if, if it's just the same Then why don't I just watch what I've already seen Because mm-hmm. that's essentially what I'd be doing um, I did see someone who was talking whenever the live-action Aladdin came out, and they watched it, and they were like, yeah, she, uh, Jasmine had her own song, and that was cool, but you know, if we're gonna make a big deal about changing anything involving Jasmine, I think we should do, and I'm gonna start. it was Kevin Smith who said this, and the other reason I heard about this, my dad loves Kevin Smith, and then I heard about this, and I was like, you know what, you got a point, Mr. Smith. But he was like, I want to see, like, if Jasmine were to find the the bottle, or the, the lamp. lamp. The lamp. Shut up. I, all I could think is Janie in a bottle and I couldn't think of the word lamp. Um, if Jasmine were to find the lamp, what she would wish for and how, it would, how the movie would turn out different because, of course, she wouldn't be wishing to be a prince. She's already a princess. She doesn't want...
0: She'd be wishing to be a commoner, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or,
1: like, she'd be wishing to get rid of Jafar or something, like... <laughs>
0: She, she probably would be pushing
1: for her freedom or something
0: It'd probably be to wish to be a commoner And then Jafar would rise to power She'd have to, you know No, grabbing. I do not think
1: she want to let Jafar rise to power
0: Well, she wouldn't know Because the, the the original story She doesn't know that She doesn't like Jafar But no. she doesn't know that Jafar's power grabbing True,
1: I forgot You know, and things that, like yeah. that and So, Maybe. like, if
0: she would be a commoner She'd lose her royalty is probably Yeah, what we and, and,
1: and the movie would be her Trying to figure out we'll how go. to get yeah. back from Jafar but like, it'd be really interesting to see. Like, I just want to see something new and different. Like, if we're gonna change things.
0: Well, if we're gonna tangent onto Aladdin here, the <laughs> thing, the uh, the thing about Aladdin, when it does some new things, uh, it expands Aladdin's backstory. It expands Jafar's backstory. It's very interesting. In the live action one, they basically say that Jafar was Aladdin. He, uh, he came, he was a street rat. He came from the streets and found his way to power slowly. And that, you know, by power grabbing. And it tries to show Aladdin with getting the lamp that he's doing the same thing. But because they are so tied to the original and then have to fill in the, you know, what we gotta do, what we did in that one, it falls a little flat, uh, where it could have been actually a very interesting thing on it. The other thing that was saddening is, yes, Jasmine got a uh, musical number. Albeit, it's very odd. Uh, it's a good song. It's just that, like everyone, when she's singing, everyone around her freezes, and she like walks off and like sings these power ballads, then walks back and it starts again. Like it's right. it's very odd. Uh, but Jafar doesn't have a musical number, and the best musical numbers, the best musical number in the original is Jafar's song, <laughs> and it's saddening that Jafar doesn't have in that one. Uh, Honestly, Aladdin is right down the middle of the road. It's not a bad movie. It's not a. It's not a particularly great movie, but for a lot of them, it has feeling behind it. The characters clearly cared about it. Uh, it's where like my problem with the live action Lion King is. It's shot for shot, but it just none of it felt unique.
1: Yeah, like it's just it's it legit just,
0: the same thing. Yeah, it's like,
1: legit. Now, now, sure, you got a great cast. You know, you got Beyonce and all these people, but like. You got anything new
0: for me? And that's the thing is if they had done. They, this is. It's only, what, 15 years later? If you did this 35, 40 years later and did Shuffer It came out in
1: 1990. No?
0: 95. Like... It's either 93, or 94. I was five or six when I, I watched it in Theaters, the original one.
1: Oh, good
0: and if it was six, it was either 93 or 94. Because I'm pretty sure it came out the same year as. Was it?
1: 1994,
0: yeah. 94, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, 94. Uh. So, yeah, I came out in So 15, 16 15 years apart uh, From it If it had been 30, 40 years uh, Then, you know you got a whole new audience Like kids that aren't necessarily Growing up on it You know, things like that You have a different audience It's 25 I think.
1: years Doing the math Hold on Right?
0: Yeah, 25, sorry Yeah,
1: I was like Is my math off?
0: Yeah, you're right 25 years <laughs> Same 25 years. My point is if it had been like a lot of the people that watched Aladdin were either old, uh, you know, as kids you know, 50, you know, if it's 2045 twenty forty five, twenty fifty, you could do a shot-for-shot remake and it's not going to get as noticed as much. Right. But when you're just trying, because you're, you're literally a shot-for-shot to try to get those kids who watched it to bring their kids to it. Uh, and it made billions of dollars, so, you it's know. Disney they're I, you know. money nobody yeah. pretty much. Uh, and it, it, again, it's not a bad movie. Like, uh, you can look at it you're like, this is a well-made, it's beautiful to look at. The songs are good. The cast does a great job in it. Uh, but it just, and I'm not a huge Lion King fan to begin with. Yeah. It, it, uh, so I, I, I don't, I, I didn't ever actually own it on VHS. I only watched it a few times as a kid. So like, I'm not a huge Lion King fan, but I just didn't feel anything while watching the, the remake, uh. And one that I was a huge fan was Beauty and the Beast, uh, the animated. I love Beauty and the Beast. Oh, I, I
1: actually liked the live action. I didn't.
0: I didn't really. It,
1: I think part of it though is I'm because I love Emma Watson. I do too. I oh. absolutely love
0: Emma Watson. It it's not great. Fair
1: enough. It's
0: really boring, and I don't know. I just I didn't love Beauty and the Beast.
1: I think it could have been better. I also think. There were just like parts of it, like I feel like we've talked about this before, and Disney's representation and their first gay characters,
0: Josh like, yeah. Gad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we uh, we talked about this on our first Les Rose podcast on Muslim Visibility Day, I think, and um, we talked about how like they overhyped, you know, Lefou's. Gay, gay, There were theaters
0: or... that refused to play that movie yeah. because uh, it <laughs> was
1: such a big deal. Like I had a friend whose mom was a teacher, and she was like, "If they go through with making Lefou gay, I'm never showing another Disney movie in my room again." Hey,
0: spoiler alert: LeFou's in the animated very gay. movie, Lefou is very gay. He was His song is gay. literally of there's no one like Gaston. Like he is talking about how muscular and amazing <laughs> and how much he loves to look and stare at Gaston is. Lefou has always been gay. The meant
1: for him to be gay. They just couldn't explicitly mm-hmm. say it. I can't say that word. Um, but they just couldn't like right out say it. But they made such a big deal and it's literally just this two second dancing if you like you literally if you blink you miss mm-hmm. it. Because I had to keep an eye out for that and I like straight up almost missed it.
0: I think the thing that hurt Beauty and the Beast and honestly... Mm-hmm. Uh, did
1: you see the toys of Beauty and the Beast? I did, yes.
0: <laughs> I think the biggest thing that hurt Beauty and the Beast was... Stylistically, they tried some new things with how they looked, and think I don't think uh, uh, the realism was fine. I, I, I didn't love the look of a lot of other things, but what they added new was boring. Yeah, and that's the problem. Is they didn't it didn't enhance stories in any way. It didn't make me care for the characters anymore. Like at least to say with Aladdin, I was very interested, even though the stuff they added new was sloppily done and not great. I was interested in it. And so, where I think Beauty and the Beast is actually probably a better made movie than Aladdin, I enjoyed Aladdin more.
1: Fair. But
0: uh, outside of Jungle Book, that's the only live action Disney that I really like. Every other one I'm like, I I can live without.
1: You know, I didn't think I've seen any live action Disney besides Beauty and the Beast. I don't think I watched any of the other remakes. I watched. Alice also Wonderland when it first came out, it was, I watched parts I of it. Like, I don't yeah, it, it it. like it, they I played it at school, and I watched parts of it. I was, I, like, I was reading the entire time.
0: I was like, this book Alice's stuff. wonderful, <laughs> the wonderful wizard uh, yeah. of Narnia. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> because I was like, it, this size, I'm just going to read. Yeah. <laughs> um, it,
0: the only one that improves on the original. There's only one... Well, I'd say Jungle Book improves on the original, but the one that really does is the only one that they based off of not a good movie, and that's when they did the remake of Pete's Dragon. The original Peace Dragon is not a good movie. It's bad. It's a classic for some reason. It's not good. It did not age well. It looks bad. It's there. The new one is actually really good. Fair Uh, Especially comparatively for the story. So that one... But that one didn't make money. Nobody went and saw it. It kind of just disappeared. Uh, So, like, it doesn't get talked about in live action. Uh, Which is why maybe they're scared to do some of the more... Less popular uh, Disney ones Yeah uh, But if they're doing Atlantis That means they are Looking for ones Because Atlantis Is one of their exactly. Biggest busts It's like That movie there's a reason they only... I think they only made one more animated one after Atlantis. Oh,
1: we'll
0: and I... Be, no, only one more animated made oh, Disney. Okay. Besides Princess of mm-hmm. the Frog later on. And I believe Treasure Planet was their final hurrah before... And that also was a big bust. Yeah, it didn't do well either. Both those movies it did those not movies do well. And they were like, nope. We're, and that's when Disney said, we're done with 2D.
1: that was kind of their section where there was like... It was around the same time as Halo and Stitch. And they were having... The, a lot of their studios were changing over to 3D, but they still had this one studio that was doing 2D and because everyone else was going to 3D they were like, just do what you want, so they created these, like, they still of course had to abide by Disney a little bit, but they created all these like weird, kind of Mm -hmm. more out there stuff than what they had been doing, because you know, this was probably going to be their last chance to do it with 2D so that's where we got like Lilo and Stitch and um, Atlantis and Treasure Planet they all came from this one studio that was their last studio to do 2D You
0: were probably either too young or not existing yet to remember Lilo and Stitch Mark. Marketing. No. You so, kidding? you know what was a, the Lilo and Stitch marketing was?
1: No.
0: Stitch running through other Disney movies.
1: Oh, fantastic.
0: So, that, that that was the marketing that, like, you know, you were in Beauty and the Beast and Stitch was running around. You were in like, the and Stitch, so Lilo was nowhere to be seen in the marketing. So, the movie comes out and you're like, huh? <laughs> uh, which is a good movie. I
1: love
0: uh, that movie. I, I think... The live-action remix is not a bad thing. I just think they need to be smart with it. And actually remaking Atlantis seems like a smart move. Yeah. Because... I think
1: it can be good. I think they just... They gotta not make it too... They gotta try not to change... I'm all for changing things, but I feel like this could be part where they change... Some of the characters in a worse way because the thing about Milo that I've always I've loved this movie part of it because I relate to Milo. He's just he's this like gangly little weird dude who wears glasses and has an interest that no one cares about and nobody wants to hear him talk. I related to him as a kid. Still kind of do.
0: Nobody likes to hear Christina talk.
1: Yeah, sometimes I just talk to hear myself talk because no one else will listen. <laughs> I will straight up admit it. Sometimes people don't listen. That's not gonna stop me.
0: Huh? What did you say? <laughs>
1: That's why we do podcasts. Uh, (laughs) Um, I related to Milo, but I feel like they might try and make him, if they try and change anything, I feel like they might try and make him cool, and I don't think they should try and make him cool. Milo's cool because he's a weird little dude who's just doing his thing. If they try and make him seem cool or anything, then that's going to be an issue. Like, you know how they're talking about Tom Holland playing uh, Milo is, you know, Tom Holland's getting popular. He, he Peter Parker's kind of a nerd. Yes, I get that. But, like, otherwise, I feel like as Tom Holland progresses, he's probably going to be playing more cooler characters. And Milo's not meant to be cool in any means. He's like this wimpy little dude who can barely hold his own, like, box lunch. You know, he's, like, weak and weirder weird.
0: Christina doesn't want to admit that Milo is ripped. I've shown her pictures. Milo is buff. Yeah, I'm
1: not showing pictures. I he's not there. I don't remember his skin. Yes, butt. everyone
0: is scrawny in that movie. It's a stylized. The dude has defined muscles. Milo is ripped. Milo is go- is not. <laughs> he's hiding things. He may look skinny, but Milo is Milo's a buff dude. <laughs> He's not a bodybuilder, but Milo... Milo's not me. He's not gangly me. Milo's got some muscle. Milo has worked out.
1: Okay, fair enough. (laughs) While studying Milo. His arms are defined, small as they are, his arms are defined. I'll give
0: you that. Uh, But I don't think I'm worried about characters, them changing it, because I feel like a lot of those, I think the story will definitely be different, because there's a... That's one that they can play around in. My my worry for any of those sort of movies is they'll just go generic. You know that I can I can already plan see the beat for beats. It's gonna be
1: well. That's what I mean with changing characters.
0: Indiana Jones mummy story. You know, and they
1: make things generic. is the characters themselves tend to go generic too, because part of uniqueness in stories is often characters and characters. Born.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: Milo's is weird little kid, and if they make it generic, you know he's gonna be like a dollar store Nathan Drake Indiana Jones. <laughs>
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I think... I think that this is one that they can really make into an actual really good remake. We'll have to see. There's a lot of other Disney remakes that are apparently rumored uh, to be in production, so like... We may see this in ten years. You know, it may be a long way down the road. I mean, there's apparently the live action Robin Hood. Live, a- they're working on the live action. See, that one's going to be huge. Like that one is going to. Be, that is that is the cult I'm classic. i they're
1: either going to make them human or they're going to do like all cats. Oh,
0: they've already said that it's going to be it's going to be uh, animals. Oh, it's going to
1: be like cats. Weird. <laughs>
0: Possibly, I mean... as well. Lo- technically if, as- <clears throat> Robin Hood movies. Here's the thing about this, and if they... I am too, honestly, Robin Hood. Even if he's, he's, they've been...
1: Robin Hood is, you know, a, a public property. So we just... There's so many Robin Hood movies. And as much as I joke about how I would love to see a lesbian Robin Hood, I still would. But even then, if I hear it announced, I might still groan a little bit at first. Because, you know, we have so many Robin
0: So many Robin Hoods. And so many of them have tried to go with the serious. So at least with this, it should be more lighthearted Robin Hood, which is what is needed uh yeah uh they they should do they should be careful with these live-action remakes i feel like and they should spend l- not trying to force as many out every year and just kind of pick and choose a little bit while doing
1: at this point they disney kind of fights themselves because i believe at one point um maybe in 2019 i think it was they had a point where there were, like, three different Disney movies out at once, and it was one of their live-action ones, a Marvel movie, and either another Marvel movie or a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. And at that point, they are fighting themselves for box office and for money. Sure. Not really money, but, like, they are fighting themselves because, you know, you know, when people go to the movie theater, some might go for double features, but most of them are just going to pick one and then maybe not go for another one, if even that. So, like, they end up fighting themselves when they release so many at
0: once. We've got a comment that says, Robin Hood Men and Tights is my favorite Robin Hood, and that is the correct answer. There has never one. been a better Robin Hood that than is, Men and no. Tights. Albeit, Men and Tights would not exist, because it is entirely a parody of the Kevin Costner Robin Hood. So, if you didn't have uh, Prince of Thieves, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves, you wouldn't have Men and Tights. Fair. But Men and Tights is the best Robin Hood, uh, in my opinion. Um... I mean, Disney Spaces. There's out. I mean, when you've got ten movies, now it's going to be harder. Now that they have 20th Century Fox as well, uh, and those sort of things. Too many
1: properties. Yes, they they should not be allowed.
0: But also, as long as they're three weeks apart, your average person. If they haven't watched the movie in the first two weeks of theaters, doesn't go and watch the movie. Like, Fair. that's just the average. I think it's something like 60% of people watch it in the first 60 to 70% of people watch it in the first two weeks of a movie. Otherwise, it's not watched on average, uh, Fair. in theaters. So as long as they space it out that way, they're not as worried about it because they're just looking for opening weekend money. Um, but yeah, I think if they did remakes of, as I said, like Atlantis. A Treasure Planet remake wouldn't be bad. When was the last time we had a Treasure Island movie? Was Treasure Planet the last one?
1: Probably.
0: Like, that's actually a fun story that hasn't been explored as often. Uh, I mean, there are obviously... Plenty of Treasure Island movies as kids uh, Around, I mean, Muppet Treasure Island Is the best version (laughs) And uh, that is the best version of Pirates Ever in cinema (laughs) Fight me, Johnny Depp (laughs)
1: Fight me, Johnny Depp
0: (laughs) Uh, I love Muppet Treasure Island To death Fair Tim Curry is best pirate (laughs) Uh, Oh
1: my god, I saw something online I'm gonna go off for a second I saw something online and they were like Disney needs to release um, a Muppet version of Avengers, and someone was like, "Would Animal play?" Or they were like, "I want Kermit as the Hulk," and they were like, "Would he transform into Animal when he goes to Hulk?" And they were like, "No, the only visible difference is that he slaps on a pair of angry eyebrows whenever he goes Hulk," <laughs> which I would love to see that actually. I, <laughs> I mean, we, I would enjoy the heck out of that.
0: Animal went Hulk before Hulk <laughs> in, uh, the movie yeah, Animus, you fair. know, the Muppet movie when he gets giant. <laughs> <laughs> Muppets, uh, that's a, that is a. Disney owns the Muppets, and they can't get out of their own way every time they try to make something Muppet-related. You know, they made...
1: The best thing Disney is doing with Muppets right now is just the toys. Mm -hmm. Like, the little plushies. I have a little... When I was a kid, I had this little Fozzie Bear who um, was old, because my mom got him in the 80s uh, as a McDonald's toy, so I had a little Fozzie Bear that she'd given me. He had a missing eye, his head was glued, glued back on like he was... Destroyed, and I took them everywhere with me, <laughs> and then I lost them at some point, sadly, when I was like nine, I think. Like, uh, like they they're coming out with all these like new plushies, and they're so cute. And like recently, I went like, got a Fozzie because I was like, my heart, Waka Waka, nostalgia.
0: Uh, yeah, they've they've been really bad with Muppet properties. Uh, yeah. I mean, my daughter watches the Muppet Baby show on on uh, Disney Junior occasionally. She hasn't in a while, but that was one she watched for a while, and it's. It's actually decent, you know, whatever it is. Uh, but man, like, there was the, what is it, 2011 Muppets movie that was okay. The Jason Siegel Muppets uh, movie. Yeah. That was, that was okay. It you know, it's funny. It's really dumb. Uh, and, but it's nowhere near the classics. Fair. Uh, and then the sequel is really bad. Muppets Most Wanted is not good. And then they had that Muppet show that briefly was on, like, ABC, that was really weird that I think only lasted a few episodes, like, maybe a, maybe eight episodes, <laughs> which got the, you know, the Kermit talking to Kermit yeah. meme. and a couple okay. of the, yeah, that's...
1: I've seen, like, some guest sets from that, and, like, I don't I don't know how, that I have an interest in watching, but some of the guest sets crack me up. Like, there's one point where they kidnap uh, Jack Black,
0: that's yeah that's Muppet that's yeah. Muppet movie uh, oh, okay. that's 2011 they kidnap Jack Buck and yeah. the line is uh, and he's like
1: well you can't just kidnap people and then he's like but Mr. Kirk right. but
0: Mr. Frog celebrities is, is not, not people. a people is not a people <laughs> it's funny that is what yeah. we quoted that a lot yeah no that is a that is that, that, there are some great lines there's some great moments um, in that movie the man or a Muppet song is still one of the best love ballads you know ballads ever uh, <laughs> Fair. where you know Jason Siegel and the uh, what was the Muppet's name? The new one in the Ah, oh, I can't remember his name. Uh, where they sing whether they're a man or a muppet. Am I a man or am I a Muppet? And uh, the Muppet, who was technically Jason Siegel's brother in this, was when they do like, they have a Muppet version of this thing, and then a real life, and when he's singing Jim Parsons of Big Bang Theory Fame is his uh, his man and it's singing it, so
1: fair. Like, Although, you want to know what the worst Muppet thing to come out in recent years is Muppet-esque Mission.
0: Muppet in? Muppet Most Wanted.
1: No. Happy's Hand
0: True, but that's the guy, yeah, that's the guy who directed my favorite Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs>
1: it is awful. I wouldn't mean, watch that because my parents are like, oh, it looks like it'll be fun. And I was like, okay, yeah, I go out. I yeah, a it's bad. It's Oh my god, it is so. I was expecting it to be a little bit vulgar. It's a hard R, and I was like, oh. Oh, it's it
0: was, the the, the marketing's Team America, so. Yeah,
1: and I saw like bits of it, and I was like, okay, so there are parts of it that might be a little bit weird, but it looks like it could be fun, and then no, it's just too vulgar for Muppets. Like, how many times do we see Muppets come makes me uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: it's, Three. That is too many.
0: <laughs> yeah, they they wanted to push the we R rating. it's Muppets
1: doing drugs, which is like, okay, fine. Well, yeah, it's meant to be... I think the part that makes me most uncomfortable is how many times we see Muppet porn. I do not... I, am, I do not like it, Sam.
0: So I am. we've learned I here like today that Christina, me, no. not a fan of Muppet porn. No. Uh. But... Yeah, the Muppets could use... They could use some life. Uh, Honestly, once Jim Henson passed away uh, and that's when, you know, Disney and Brian Henson worked together and, you know, they made some good things. Muppet Treasure Island and Muppet Christmas Carol are both really good. Like, Muppet Treasure Island, Tim Curry is a pirate. It's amazing. Muppet Christmas Carol, Michael Caine is singing. What more do I need in my life? Um, And, uh, They're both good, so, like, they did good things. Uh, Muppets from Space is, um... (laughs) Well, it's a movie.
1: (laughs) movie.
0: Uh, I I I watched that in theaters (laughs) back as a kid, so... I don't know. I think if they did... If Muppets ever become a thing again, Disney does have something that people, if they make it good quality, people would show up for. Yeah, But I think they're trying... I mean, Muppets always kind of has been something that is looks kind of at society and makes jokes about it. Even, you know, look at the Muppet movie, Muppet Caper, pokes fun and my him, but also stays back from a lot of major hard issues. It just kind of has fun with some certain small issues. Yeah. Uh, and Jim Henson kind of did his own things. I mean, if you've ever watched Jim Henson outtakes, it's hilarious. Uh, you also get uh, lots of Muppets saying curse words. <laughs> 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 uh, but, yeah, I... I would love to see the Muppets rethought up for a modern life, but I don't know if we're ever going to get them right now while the way they're owned and used. No. But The Muppet Show was a great TV show. That was a fantastic TV show.
1: I, all I've seen is, like, a sense of where Fawzi like, uh, suffers from a microaggression and I'm just like, oh, I'm my poor baby.
0: They, they, they had, you know, all the celebrity. It was a late night Fun little, uh, it it was basically SNL with Muppets and a guest, like,
1: and it was, it was
0: really fun. (laughs) And then, then there was the Disney Channel Muppet Show that was on in like the 90s that had things like Pigs from Space and and some other random things like that. And it was meant, it was definitely meant for a younger audience, like, it was meant for more like kids, whereas Muppet Show was played on you know NBC and was meant for all ages type of thing, yeah. Um, yeah. This tangent to the Muppets has brought you by that Sean loves Muppets, and is sad <laughs> that he hasn't had good Muppets in decades. Valid. <laughs> How we got all from that from Atlantis is kind of impressive.
1: Yeah. This is what it's just like talking about sometimes, <laughs> like, That's what we do. Like, we will go all around the map.
0: <laughs> Agreed. Uh, but I think we can both agree that Atlantis is a good idea even if I'm there is some cautious optimism. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm slightly worried, but I'm excited to see where they go for it.
0: Okay, All right, I felt
1: like, a fan casting, because, of course, since it's been announced, we've been fan casting. Oh, of course. Uh, and I sent it to you, and then you were making fun of me for it. But I saw, like, a fan casting with Brie uh, Larson as... Milo, and then Tessa Thompson as her love interest, and you know what? I'd be down to see a lesbian version of Atlantis. Also, I just love Brie Larson, so I, I pretty much watch anything Marvel's like, or not even Marvel, they're just like, hey, Brie Larson, and I'm like, oh
0: yeah! We've got an important hashtag that has been created okay. here, and it's petition, Sean Needs Good Muppets.
1: Oh, that is an important hashtag.
0: That is an important hashtag that now, is. so use that in all of your, your tweeting, like, hey, I enjoyed my cheeseburger today. Hashtag <laughs> <is> Sean, <laughs> needs Sean Needs Good, good Muppets.
1: Muppets. <laughs> I'm gonna get it trending just by Yeah, just
0: has- random Leshawna needs good muppets. <laughs> um, I think. I think that you know. I don't think they're gonna go that bold in Atlantis. No. They're probably gonna stick more to the same roles. But I mean, they're still
1: on their like twenty seventh first day character with uh, yeah. maybe a dialogue of them being like, "Oh yeah, I've got a wife."
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, they're, maybe they're, they'll talk. They are it.
1: nowhere near the the cinematic Disney cinematic is nowhere near having actual gay characters up on screen especially leading gay characters um disney channel like their tv shows they're closer to it um, they have just, like, side characters being gay right now and, like, actually getting, like, love well, issues. Well, you and know why. The i noticed, though, is that they're all male kids, and I'm like, hmm, yeah.
0: You know, I mean, I'm telling you, why, you know why Disney does it? Because they have to have someone character to be a side character so they can cut it out and send it to Japan, or to China, sorry. Yeah. Because all of their movies make most of their money over in China, and you cannot have a homosexual character on screen in yeah. China so, I get
1: worried, worry But it still pisses me off
0: I understand Yeah I agree And someone can finally say Alright uh, we'll make it And try to make money here And not worry about it And maybe something smaller Eventually But that is That is the reason Money is their reason And you know There is a, a famous book That uh, said that Money is the root Of all kinds of evil uh, Maybe people should read that But yeah. I don't know You know <laughs> I don't know <laughs> uh, If uh, Disney was to take One of The properties They haven't adapted what would you like to see them make into a live-action?
1: Well, let me think of Disney movies real quick. listing Disney movies, I mean, I can't
0: think of anything. I mean, I, mine's going to be off the bat. so I'll, Maybe I'll start with it. Okay. I want to see them do a live-action Fantasia.
1: Oh, fair.
0: There's just basically some crazy dance performances with ridiculous you can do crazy things with lights and everything around it ridiculous you know basically ridiculous music with classical music that would be fun to sit down and watch I would totally watch a live-action Fantasia
1: if they can do it well I'd be fine with uh, watching a live-action Anastasia that's not Disney well,
0: who is it? I mean, technically now it's Disney, but it was 20th Century Fox.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, now
0: it's 20th Century Fox made Anastasia, uh, I liked that one. Thumbelina, and one other movie, all with the same person making it, and it's all the same. I like, like Swan Prince and something like that. I think, but yeah, yeah. Anastasia was not a Disney movie. So Disney movies they haven't done yet. Um, they have Beauty
1: hasn't been done, but I don't know that it
0: has, has been because Maleficent has been made. Well,
1: okay, that's like a different take on it.
0: Okay, fair. But, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I
1: don't know that I really want to see that on the big uh, live action the big screen though. I don't know that I really have. It. I loved Sleeping Beauty when I was a kid, but I don't know that I have an interest in seeing it live action because that one's hard to change up, and it would just be pretty much a shot for shot. Yeah, and that's why Maleficent's in interesting, even though I haven't watched the first one. First um, one was
0: boring. I don't like the second one was actually decent. Like I like the second one much more than yeah, I like the first I just
1: one. I watched the second one because you and I were like, hey, we're gonna watch this, and I was like, okay. Um... But like yeah, Millicent's interesting because it is like a—it's a different take on it. So like, I'm fine with that live version. But like, if they were to try and do like an actual live action of *Superman*, I know that'd be interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. uh so I also would vote for movie? them making a live action version of *Cinderella* three, <laughs> because that's where they time travel.
1: Oh, <laughs> do they really? <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> why? why do you need time travel in
0: Cinderella? Go watch Cinderella 3. Oh, okay. Um, there are rumors they're going to make uh, Return of Jafar. A se- they actually are going to do a sequel to the live action Aladdin, do Return of Jafar. I am in the camp of actually liking Return of Jafar, so I am actually excited for that. Okay. Um,
1: you know, I don't think I watched any of the sequels when I was a kid. I feel like I watched uh, I didn't watch Little a lot Mermaid of them. 2, and then I don't think I watched any of the other sequels to any of them.
0: Little Mermaid 2 is really bad. Like there are only a few of the sequels that are good. I th- I, I would say that I like both the Aladdin sequels, although uh, uh, Prince of Thieves is really ge- genuinely good, whereas Return of the Far is more of a guilty pleasure for me. Uh, Cinderella three, um, Beauty and the Beast, uh, the um, uh, the Christmas special uh, is really good. Tim Curry, who I've now referenced I think three times today, Tim Curry uh, plays a giant villainous organ.
1: Oh. Or like, a heart? Or as, it, a...
0: as in a, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's really, yeah, yeah. So, I would highly recommend those ones, but 95% of them are awful.
1: Okay. They're bad. They're um. really
0: bad. Uh, live action Up, because Doug is the best Disney character ever. Okay, Doug
1: is an amazing Disney character. I loved
0: off when I was a child. Uh, uh um. I went on a date for Up. Oh. It. Yes. It was <laughs> a good, yes.
1: How, how did your date go? 20 years we ago. We both
0: were in tears in the first 10 minutes. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's, that's fair. Up she is not is that
0: old. Good. Up is 12 no, years old. It's 2009. Is it, yeah, 2000, like nine. it 2008 or 2009, I think.
1: I, I was a kid. So I, I nine or I was ten. in fourth grade, so I think it's like nine years old at this
0: point. Yeah, I think, actually, I think it's 2010, so yeah, I think it's almost yeah. 10 years. But yeah, Up is yeah, really good. They about? haven't touched any of the Pixar's, obviously, yet for live action, yeah. which is one of those. Uh, uh,
1: I might be interested in seeing uh, Incredibles live. Not necessarily Incredibles 2. But Incredibles 1, certainly I'd be interested
0: in seeing live. I mean, we've seen it before. It's a superhero movie, so. And I
1: like superhero
0: movies. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> part that's of what fair. part of Incredibles' charm, though, is it's because it's an animated version of things we've seen, you know? But
1: fair. Uh, I, fair. I get that. I just, I like superheroes. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> even though it's a story that's been done a lot, uh sword in the stone would be a fun one if they wanted to remake that yeah we've done I mean, and if they're
1: gonna do that though they gotta not be serious with it because mm-hmm. a lot of the live action ones is they're serious and that's why I always liked the like animated one when I was a kid is because it was goofy Merlin you know he, Merlin he had that is weird, goofy like, humor, and he was he had that weird fashion and he was goofy and eccentric and I loved it
0: Merlin um, has always been a goofy character even in the, in, in the books, like, my dad read us, uh, the Sword in the Stone book. It's this huge book. It's one of the adaptations of King Arthur's story. And Merlin is goofy and weird in this book. Uh, cause he's aging backwards. He know and he also knows the day of his death. He, when he turns zero, basically. Like, oh, he's shit. going backwards. He's getting younger. And he's lived for long periods of time. And like, I think a lot of the King Arthur movies have just tried to make Merlin this badass wizard beside them and yeah. have not been kind of the goofy side of uh, Arthur uh, and the Sword of the Stone because it's a lot of weird, silly t- silly tales. Yeah. Uh, and I, I would like to see that. Uh, one that I think could very easily be adapted into something that people would probably not flock to, but I think would definitely have a cult following like it does The Black Cauldron. Uh, That's a Disney animated.
1: I've never watched that. It's dark. Okay.
0: But it's based off of a book series, but yeah. Black Cauldron. It's a fantasy uh, animated. Um, trying to think, I mean, there, there's a lot of random ones that they did animate. I mean, they, who remembers the uh, Mickey Mouse Three Musketeers? Oh my god, I, I didn't
1: remember that.
0: Uh, so they, they've taken a lot of stuff and done those sort of things. But those That's ones, like ones are going to
1: get. The week after I watched that movie when I was like five, I ran around the house shouting uh, uh, "All for one and one for all" and then stabbing my brother with a fake sword.
0: <laughs> so. In Kingdom Hearts Dream, Dream Drop Distance, okay, uh, you go to the, the Three Musketeers world, but as you know, already established in canon, Mickey Mouse and Donald He's Duck are actual characters in there, yeah. but they're in this world that those aren't those characters, <laughs> and so like, you look just like
1: <laughs> <Fantastic>.
0: <laughs> So, yeah, uh, that that is a thing that exists, and it's amazing. Um, Outside of that, there's, you know, honestly, I don't really want them. I know they're going to do Little Mermaid. I don't yeah. really care. I mean...
1: I like Little Mermaid. I think it's fine being left where it is. Uh, same with, like, Tangled. It's like, again, I just I don't see... I love Especially with, like, things like these things that they have little room to actually, you know, do something new with. You know, I'm fine with the one that it is. You know, I don't need to see the new version. The thing about... what they do have a bit more room because Rapunzel's got very different renditions, you know, mm-hmm. um, throughout the years. Cause there's like the original Grimm fairy tales, the Brothers Grimm actually wrote like three different versions of Mm -hmm. uh, Rapunzel and I've read like all three of them. Um, And then of course people have adopted from there and made their own versions of Rapunzel based off of those. So there's a bit more room there than there is with like some of the others.
0: The um...
1: (laughs) You know what I think they should do is if they're gonna make a live action, I wanna see them actually like take some of the folklore and uh, especially like Grimm fairy tales which they tend to draw a lot from. Um, and I want to see them do you know the actual grim versions.
0: Oh gosh, there's no way they do that. No,
1: they never would. But I want to see Cinderella's stepsister cut off her heel to try and fit her uh, foot in the shoe, and then like the dumbass prince. This cracks me up because they are literally she cuts off her heel, shoves her foot into the shoe. The shoe is is. Glass slipper, you can see through this, right? And the
0: blood feeling with
1: blood, the prince doesn't notice and is like, Of course, look at your foot, it fits. Come into my carriage. We will go to the castle and on their way there, there's this raven or crow, one of those blackbirds. I can't remember which. I think it was a crow. That was like, um that was kinda of telling it. In the Grimm version, Cinderella didn't have a fairy godmother. She had this crow looking out for her. Um, Do
0: you have a crow looking out for you? God, I
1: wish. Um, and this crow was like, hey, dumbass prince, look at the girl's foot. And then he looks down and he sees it filling with blood. And he's like, oh, gotta take you home. And then the next sister cuts off her toes. And then again, same thing. He's like, oh, your foot fits. Let's go. And then the crow's like, dude, look at the foot.
0: Come on. <laughs> Prince Charming, the original Himbo?
1: <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> if I were to see any new adaption to Cinderella, that's what I want to see. I want to see the Himbo on screen, not realizing this shit.
0: Having watched Little Mermaid recently, to go back to where that the, had there, having watched Little Mermaid fairly recently. <laughs> There's a lot of room to expand on it. There's a lot of room in that story to expand. It it goes by the beats very quick. It's a short, very quick movie. And if you expand it, you can expand half an hour and you can do a ton with that. Fair. Um, so I think, I think that one could be expanded on. Will they? No, probably, probably not. <laughs> um, but we'll see. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it'll depend a lot on the casting and how it works because... You really have to pull Ursula off perfectly.
1: Oh, for sure. If they are going to do Ursula, it needs to be a drag queen. Because that is who Ursula was based off of, Mm -hmm. was a drag queen. And I think that is what we need is, you know, a big, bigger-than-life drag queen up on screen. And this thing is, they're never going to do that.
0: Probably not, but... If if I get I already have a movie without Jafar's musical number. If I get a movie and they don't do Ursula's musical number, I'm gonna be so mad. Yeah.
1: I love Ursula's number.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and I mean, obviously, they're correctly adapting Mulan, and so I understand why the musical numbers aren't in it. You know, right. they're doing it for to be, you know, actually like not insulting to. Chinese culture. Um, So, I get that entirely. Even though I'm going to, whenever that movie does come out, I'm going to sit down and be like, I'll make a man <laughs> <laughs> The The songs in that movie are, are,
1: are Oh, I unbelievable. It, they are fantastic. I mean... Oh, oh wait, wait wait We were talking about sequels One of the few only good sequels Mulan
0: 2 I didn't like Mulan 2 That's so. I loved
1: Mulan 2
0: That's fair I mean I, Everyone's allowed to like something <laughs> I like I like Return of Jafar N- Most people are like What? That movie's awful And I'm like I liked it <laughs> So fair. I didn't like Mulan 2 But
1: um.
0: What's a Disney movie That you uh, That lots of people watched That you didn't watch
1: that I didn't
0: watch. Yeah. Disney animated that, like, everyone talked about and watched. I've already said, like, I didn't watch Lion King very often, so.
1: Uh, yeah, I didn't watch The Lion King a lot. Um, I just was It, it bored me, kind of, when I was a kid. Mm. I just wasn't that interested Scared
0: me when I was five. Oh. <laughs> I had to leave the theater. I was
1: bored.
0: The hyenas um, were laughing and I didn't like it. Oh.
1: <laughs> fair. That was, not, that was my favorite part. I love the hyenas. The rest, I was like, whatever. Um, Timon and, uh... Going to yeah. I couldn't remember the name for a second. I liked that when I was a kid, and I liked the hyenas, and then the rest of it was just kind of bored by. Um, I was like, take your leave the king and his prince and whatever. Like, you want to be the king? Sure, good for you. Bring me back to the hyenas. Um,
0: so here, here's some sacrilege here for me.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, for a lot of people said, I have watched Hercules once in my life.
1: What? I, I don't Her- like Hercules. Okay, when I was a kid, I actually did not like it because, like, every summer... Um, it was like, Disney would play it several times a day, and it would piss me off, and I'd be like, I'm tired of this movie! And, like, it'd be, you know, I lived in Texas, so sometimes it was too hot, and I didn't want to go outside, because it'd be, like, 108 degrees, and I was like...
0: You're like, why aren't they playing Atlantis seven times a day?
1: <laughs> I was like, I'm bored of Hercules, and my, uh, like, I don't know what I want to watch, but it's too hot to go outside. Um, so I just, like, I didn't like it when I was a kid. But then as I've gotten older, into, like, teenagers, I really enjoyed it a lot more especially i love meg i'm a damsel i'm in distress i can handle this like i actually really enjoy meg and i enjoy her musical number of won't say i'm in love um and i just Hercules is cool and i love you know fuck what is the name phil i love phil
0: danny devita yeah (laughs) danny devita yeah uh, yeah, I, I just didn't ever watch it. And I honestly, even now at this point, I'm like, I just don't care for it that much. Like, not that it's bad. It's just like, it's never going to be one that I'm going to be like, oh, I want to watch Hercules. Fair. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, there's my sacrilege. <laughs> now, your favorite abstract Disney movie is Atlantis, correct? Correct. Mine is Great Mouse Detective.
1: I've never watched
0: that one. <sighs> it's the mice that live below Sherlock Holmes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I think I've seen, like, uh... It's
0: so good. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't
0: think I've ever watched that movie. It's so good. Go watch Great Mouse Detective. Fair. Everyone, it's the best. Now they can't make a live action version of that. I would be terrified by the Max, <laughs> but.
1: <laughs> like cats, but awful.
0: Well, here's the thing I'm going to defend.
1: I said but awful. I, didn't, I'm I gonna, didn't even watch cats all the time. I'm
0: going to defend live action animals. You big can make it. them look good can, cats. Cats be. didn't They're use terrible. any mocap. No, they didn't. So they didn't do it. They just kind of did that stuff. So there are ways to do it to make them look real, but not human.
1: They are they are terrifying. Taylor Swift in that movie. I love Taylor Swift, but I won't even watch it for her. And like, yeah, I just can't.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is you ever seen the
1: tweet where someone was like, yeah, or I don't know if they had a dream. I think they either had a dream or they were talking about an unreleased version. Um, it's not an actual version where cats, um, all of the cats had spiked penises, and, like, I just remember this tweet, and it's even more terrifying than the bits and pieces I've seen. I think they said they had a dream where, like, they watched cats, and then they went home, went to bed, and then they had a dream where all the cats had spiked penises, like, realistic spike I would
0: rather have the butthole cut.
1: <laughs> I don't want either cut.
0: <laughs> um, fine. Don't enjoy the cat's butthole cut. As it was pr- intended to. As
1: it was <laughs> intended.
0: Created for. Um, but, yeah. Disney. Disney. We have definitely... Uh, talk circles about random Disney's here.
1: Yeah, we have. Uh, last, episode, last week was our cartoon episode. This is our Disney episode.
0: Where I can I can make the internet mad by talking about not watching Lion King and Hercules.
1: Fair enough. Uh, We're in Lion King's again. Take your leave. I didn't even watch the live action version. I mean, like I said, it was in that time where I wasn't consuming any media, so I didn't really have the chance to. But then when I got, uh, when I like was back to doing this, I was like, you know, don't have an interest. So,
0: if you've seen the animated, you've basically seen it. There is that's a great, like- there is a great Beauty and the Beast joke in the live action one. Oh, which one? Uh, where uh, in the live action, where Timon is starts the song "Be Our Guest" before getting oh. chased, and it's very actually. It's,
1: okay, that, that's very in character.
0: Where they're trying to get the, uh, uh, the the hyenas distracted away so they can come back to Pride Rock, and uh, but yeah, best version of Lion King is Kingdom Hearts two version of Lion King because you got the abomination that is when Pete. Uh, uh, you know, Pete from Goof Troop slash Mickey Mouse, Pete the Cat, is turned into a lion abomination.
1: Fair. You know what's a good Disney movie? Again, I, I'm, I'm, for some reason, I'm more into Disney movies now that as a teenager than I was as a kid. Like, as a kid, I'd watch Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella and Snow White, because Sleeping Beauty was my favorite, and Little Mermaid, of course. But then, like, most of them I would take early. F- I didn't really care much for a lot of them. Lion King, I didn't really care for. Um, oh, dear, that's terrifying. Um Hercules, I didn't really care for. I didn't much care for Alice in Wonderland either, and as I get older, I'm like, you know what, this is actually enjoyable for me. I okay, I did like Alice in Wonderland for one reason and one reason only. I loved the the Red Queen, and I loved that she would shout off with your head. That was my favorite part. That was all I cared about from Alice in Wonderland when I was a kid.
0: You need to watch. As
1: an adult, I'm like, I don't know what I actually enjoy this for more than just the Red Queen, though I still love the Red Queen. Um
0: you need to oh, watch, yeah. I think it was BBC, did a uh, special, I think it was a two-night event, so it's like a mini-series of Alice in Wonderland, uh, and you need to watch it because it's literally the best version of the Queen of Hearts, Screaming Off With Your Head.
1: Okay. okay. And it's played by Miranda okay. Richardson,
0: and it's fantastic. Okay, I will have to find it. Off with her
1: head! Valid. Uh,
0: no, you need to watch it, it's good. Whoopi Goldberg was the Chester Cat. Oh, no, that's it. And Gene Wilder was the turtle, the tortoise. It was one of his last roles before he died. Oh. So, but yeah, Disney <laughs> that's movies. Our,
1: that's our Disney rant. That's
0: right. our Disney rant today. Uh, I love the Broadway versions a lot of them. We got to talk about Lion King uh, Broadway. Uh, they do Charleston instead of the hula. Oh, uh, fair. The Broadway version of Little Mermaid is so good. There's extra; the extra songs added are so good.
1: I've not seen the Broadway versions. Of-
0: I've never i like I've only like watched videos and things right. like that. And I and I've, I I had a friend who always played the soundtrack for it and the music, and it got stuck in my head. Uh, but actually, the Little Mermaid is really good uh, Fair. Broadway version. So I would highly recommend that uh, for anybody who is a Little Mermaid fan, check out the Broadway version because the new songs are actually really good and. They actually have a Jamaican guy singing um, uh, Sebastian. Fair. (laughs) Uh, But yeah. The excitement. Yeah. Atlantis. Christina will either one day rant on a podcast why Atlantis was the travesty uh, that destroyed her childhood, her dreams, her hopes, her lives and actually murdered her. (laughs) Uh, Ghost podcasting. Or I
1: yeah, will either rant that they murdered me in a bad way or I will rant that they murdered me in a good way
0: fair but yeah
1: anyway I dropped dead in my seat
0: <laughs> yeah so where can they find you Christina you
1: can find me at ok or whatever on twitter.com ok spelled out and you can find Sean uh, you
0: can find me at darshan6311 on twitter.com you can also find our Lesbros account at lesbrosgaming on the twitter.com <laughs> We're also at Les Bros Gaming on youtube.com. Yeah,
1: you can watch all sorts of fun videos. We're playing Final Fantasy. Life Final Fantasy Strange. 7
0: still, Life is Strange. Uh, uh, this week. Our streams. This week, you'll still, there'll, be, there'll still be another at least one, maybe two episodes of Uncharted. Okay. Uh, one, maybe two of Last of Us. And I'm hoping to get some more of the Eevee stuff uploaded. Okay. So, uh, if you're watching this. You'll
1: be able to watch me scream as my child dies if you haven't seen that already.
0: If you're watching this on Twitch right now, uh, we do have this podcast on. Uh, on Apple Podcasts as well as SoundCloud. It'll maybe be on other places soon, but those are the places you can get it. Uh, So, thank you all for watching tonight, and uh, we'll be back next time uh, to play games, to talk, and to hopefully entertain you. Bye!